Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. In our society, being senior in age is often not associated with progressive thinking, with a cutting-edge mindset, with innovative thought. Nothing could be further from the truth with today's guest, Master Erica Lindhorst. Master Lindhorst joins us for a conversation after having a prior relationship with the magazine as having been named one of the 2018's 10 women to watch, after having submitted articles as recently as December 2018, January 2019, and with a accomplished and distinguished career as a competitor, as a mentor, as a teacher, as a nationally ranked USA Taekwondo team member and athlete. My name is Mark Zorianis. I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine, and I'm the host of this podcast, Taekwondo Life Magazine Live, and a third Don Black Belt. I invited Master Lindhorst to come on the program to speak to our listeners about something new and exciting that she's involved in, known as TKD Go for the Gold. What I didn't expect was as enlightening and enriching as the conversation that unfolded. I know that you will enjoy hearing from Master Lindhorst as much as I enjoyed speaking to her, and I encourage you to look for her Facebook group, TKD Go for the Gold, and to follow her exciting and esteemed Taekwondo career. <laughs> we are on the phone today with uh, Erica Lindhorst, who is, a, uh, among other things, a, a, an extremely uh, accomplished um, martial artist. Uh, she is somebody that we have had, uh, in fact, our uh, recent edition of Taekwondo Life magazine has a, uh, a great article uh, that was written by uh, Master Lindhorst. And we have uh, in the, previously uh, had submissions, as well as you were named by our magazine one of the um, 2018 10 Women to Watch, which is certainly not shocking to me. Uh, you are seventh don uh, among your uh, your your highlights, which we'll get into. You're the 2014 World Pumse Silver Medalist, 2016 World Pumse Gold Medalist, and uh, national team member for the past seven years, um, and a really inspiring and impressive human being. So I thank you so much for taking time to talk to us today about your your Taekwondo life and about your something very exciting that you're working on. So thank you and welcome to the program. Thank you so much. May I just add one little accomplishment? Of course, of course. This this, uh, past year, 2018, I was also world silver medalist. Congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. That's wonderful. And um, I had, it's it's funny, but I've had the blessing of speaking to some really accomplished folks I, I, I interviewed last week. Um, uh, Stephen Lambden from the uh, 
the Olympic team, oh, yeah. who I'm sure you're familiar with. Yeah. And as I was trying to get ready, and, and it was, there's just so many accomplishments that I, I could do an entire show just devoted <laughs> to the – without him even having to be on the phone. So you're right. and you're – your resume is very similar, so I, I, I thank you. So now you are um, an inspiration to people of all ages in Taekwondo, but you've taken the leadership in um, the adult category and in, this, and in the senior category. You are not, like many of the people that I've spoken to, somebody who's been practicing martial arts since the age of five years old. Absolutely. You're, you're a, a more recent Comer to the martial arts. So can you tell us a little bit, for those that aren't familiar with you, a little bit about that journey? Sure. Well, I, I mean, I participated in sports all my life, and um, I was very fortunate. Uh, my family owned a children's camp where I learned a lot about good sportsmanship. And throughout high school and college, I, I also uh, played sports and was on several teams, but nothing to do with martial arts. I, martial arts wasn't on my horizon. Um, until uh, my family and I moved to Korea where we lived for six years and wanting to engage in the Korean culture any way I could and before I knew about their wonderful uh, dance tradition and drumming tradition, Taekwondo was readily, readily available. And so I said, well, let's, let's try that. And um, I was hooked. Um, and continued from there uh, with a very, very wonderful uh, instructor. He, we never called him master <laughs> by his own choosing. It was Mr. Kim, and I'm still very close with him. Um, and so that was the initiation. This was in 1990, and in 96, we, our family moved to Japan, and my master had said, Erica, you should teach, run a school. And I said, well, I don't know about that in Japan, but maybe I could run a program. But I'll only do it if you come twice a year and work, do the testing because I wanted people to feel that this was legitimate. It wasn't just some, some practitioner who had um, no connection to, to legacy and the history of Taekwondo. So I did that for the five years we lived in Japan. But I was a complete newcomer on entry into USA because I had no idea what the uh, the geography of Taekwondo in the U.S. was like, what to expect. And it's before the Internet was incredibly active as it is nowadays. So seeking information wasn't, it was a matter of going to a book called The Yellow Pages. Right. And, I, I am familiar with it. Many of our younger uh, <laughs> listeners may not be, but I am certainly familiar with it. <laughs> well, and, when you were done, and when you were done with it, we often used it as a training tool to uh, strengthen our hands when we were done with the prior year. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's a little bit of the background. And um, I uh, felt that I wanted to stick with what I knew, which uh, meant going through uh, traditional Korean roots. And I found a grandmaster who was with us until he retired last year. Um, so so that was my, my active Taekwondo life. But I guess 
you just referred to the fact that I've written for Taekwondo Life magazine and other magazines, and I was doing an interview. I, I, I found now the Internet had bloomed, and I found that there was a, a national Pumse team coach who lived not too, too far from me, and I contacted him and, and asked if I could interview him. And ironically, because this is kind of what happens in the Taekwondo world, he and I had been to the foreign instructor's training course in 2003 at the Kuki one. So he recognized me. I ran up and I checked my T-shirts and saw, yes, indeed, we, we had been at the same session. So uh, long story short, I went to interview him, and I'm asking my questions, taking my notes, and then he stopped me and said, can I just ask you a question? Which, of course, is turnaround for an interview, but I said, sure, why not? <laughs> and he said to me, he asked me, um, how old are you? <laughs> and I was flabbergasted. I, I did not <laughs> see this, this question coming. And I, I put my finger to my lips to say this is absolutely private information. I told him how old I was. And I'm, I'm telling you, uh, I'm very, very close. I call him my mentor now. Master David Turgeon nearly yeah. jumped off his chair. And he said, wow, you could compete. And I looked at him. And then he said, you might even make the national team. So he said two words that were real triggers for me. One was compete. I, I enjoy sports but I love competing in them. And the other thing he said is team, and I love being a part of a team. Um, that's my roots, my beginnings, um, and the way I was brought up. So um, he said, I'll talk you through it, I'll take you through it, I'll show you how to do it, and we'll work together. And um, it's been a great synergy since that time. Successful, I might add. That, that's great. Now, am I to, to understand, because um, with your level of prominence, that you did not have a significant um, prior com competition, a Taekwondo competition um, uh, background? You hadn't previously, aside maybe from local competitions or things of that nature, it wasn't something that you were actively engaged in or aspiring to do before this um it seems quite uh, uh, chance, but quite destined, uh, you know, meeting that was based in destiny. Right, right. Well, yes, I think that's a good understanding with one little hiccup. When I lived in Korea, uh, I uh, became a part of a group that had a, a vision, and it was a vision for running a taekwondo competition in Korea for foreigners. And a, I became a member of this group. It was called the Ambassador's Cup Taekwondo Competition. And I helped in the organization. And I also um, actually competed. And I was awarded the Dr. Kim Eun-young Cup by Dr. Kim Eun-young oh, wow. for <laughs> representing the spirit of Taekwondo, which, I mean, I, it sits proudly in my living room, and it's um, one of my... Um, very revered uh, uh, awards that I've received in my life. 
Well, that is so, certainly understandable, and that and and yes. and being prominently displayed is where it should be. So that's that's Thank that's you. that's wonderful. So Thank that, you. that's great. So, so that was the only prior. By the way, that was the only prior competition. Well, that 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 is very impressive in in and of itself. I mean, normally, as you as you know, you know, many of the folks who are on the competitive side, um, you know, for many of them, it is. Uh, uh, a, a different, a little bit of a different path, and many of them have the mindset of going into it um, mm-hmm. with competition in mind, as opposed to 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 other things. You know, I, it's seeing people spar, seeing people do, you know, now boost it, say competition, but uh, going in with the competitive mindset is 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 where they are. You're you're, it seems to have been a a different path, but that's. Uh, I think it. I, th- I think we're called to certain things, and we just have to read the signals. And and it, it seems that, the, that 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 is certainly what you did. Yeah. Um, so tell me now, we're 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 in uh, gone over your background a bit, but you are now moved into something very new and exciting, which I think uh, hasn't had the opportunity to be fully, um, you know, understood by by everyone in the Taekwondo world. And that's one of the reasons why I, I really thought this was a, a good forum for this. Um, tell me about uh, TKD Go for the Gold. Tell me what it is, what the origins are, um, and, and you know, where, where, where you're hoping to go with that. And, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more. That's wonderful. I, I appreciate this opportunity so much. So um, I'd like to reference back to when, when this, got initiated in my mind it was uh, germinating at that time was i think it was 2016 or 2017 just prior to usat nationals and um i recognizing that there were many what we call gold coats or competitors in the masters divisions which are the eldest divisions um i knew that something was coming down down the pike uh, I had uh, good good information about that, and I felt people needed to know what was what was p- potentially going to happen, which was cutting our divisions. So <clears throat> I started uh, to talk with the group, and I I understood from that, which brought me to today, that there are people. First of all, not everybody wants to compete, but many people who are. Uh, you see in taekwondo schools or or e- even going to competitions but not competing they want to continue in our martial art in our forms and um so recognizing that um a bunch of us were just speaking recently and um i just said we need to take an action the action is making this um a globally available uh, information, uh, some structure, some planning, if we so desire, perhaps some political action, if that's where we're going, but certainly a way of inspiring each other and supporting one another to remain strong and stay, stay with it. So that was, that was the, the title of the article, Aging Up and Staying in the Game. Because many people don't feel that when they're 70 or 75, they have to quit. There is no reason to quit. And so, but they want to find the avenues 
by which they can remain active and uh, enjoy themselves and and have some relevance um, to to the, um, the the sport or the martial art as we call it. So that's what that's what started this, and it it took off. Um, I've I've uh, done some interviews with people I really respect in the field. One of whom is a Professor John Lauder um, from the Netherlands, who actually wrote a book called Taekwondo, which stands for Seniors Can Do Taekwondo. And um, this this resonated for me because it's not dumbing down something that people may have been doing all their lives or just 10 years. It doesn't matter. It means we have to be encouraging and supportive of one another. So that's the underlying basis for Taekwondo, go for the gold. It doesn't mean go compete. It means how do you stay active and uh, enjoy what we're doing. Well, that, that is that is great. And how long have you been this, – this, so this is this is something that has come out of the changes. So from so you're basically two years old or, or, or to some degree as it relates to this 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 formation or this incarnation of, of, of what it is that you're doing. Is that about right? That's about right. And, um, you know, I mean, un- until I heard, and it seems so drastic, that World Taekwondo, formerly known as World Taekwondo Federation, uh, was consider actually considering dropping the master's divisions. Um, once that that came up on the horizon, I said, no, no way. Don't don't leave me out of this. I I right. want to be there. <laughs> as far as you know, what was the basis for that? And again, I'm I'm asking you to speak about something that you may have no particular knowledge of. But what was the basis, or what is the basis for the desire to drop? this category is it simply um that they, they they view that that's not you know the heart of the, the the viewer base or is it something else well uh you know that's an excellent question and i don't have all the answers i i have heard rumors that um one very strong older leader from korea whose birthday it is today Hyun, fought to maintain this division. Um, however, I think it was perceived that the the tournaments, the competitions are getting huge. And since we are not, I guess you could say, Olympic worthy, um, this would be uh, uh, an area where they could um, manage the competitions more readily. I mean, I have lots of other ideas about that. Um, but but uh, that was the word on the block. Let's let's call it. Okay. I mean, to the extent that that, that efficiency um, at the expense of humanity is somewhat of the underlying goal. It, it is it is a shame, and it does run contrary to the basic tenets of what we teach and what we practice. And but I you know I do understand that you know these considerations sometimes come in in in, in in that, and perhaps sometimes people uh, use the um, they use the elephant gun to kill the fly, so to speak. So they use an overly broad uh, remedy to uh, to a, to a problem. So uh, and and perhaps perhaps it it is a matter of you know. And one of the things I love about what you're doing is I'm always a big believer that I, in giving people the benefit of the doubt is that perhaps mm-hmm. decisions are made from a lack of proper understanding of who is affected and understanding 
uh, of the implications and the education. And it seems to me that a good part of what you're doing as well as inspiring is educating and advocating, that it's a multi-tiered platform, if, if, if I understand it. Yeah, I, that's a perfect understanding. And I would like to say that, you know, in my experience, um, I, I think uh, Taekwondo can be equated with language. Language evolves. Taekwondo needs to evolve. And I think, you know, we ha we have a very uh, strong history from to Korea of um, sort of sticking sticking with the way things are because they're that way for a reason. People are very protective of um, th their rules and their regulations. But now we see para uh, para uh, divisions in Taekwondo. Now we see um, creative forms. Now we see um, freestyle forms. So they have allowed it to evolve in certain ways. And um, I don't want to call this ageism or age discrimination, but I, I don't want to say that it's all, an, you know, arising from negative feelings. But I think people are saying, hey, don't discount us. Why don't we have pairs divisions? Why don't sure. we have team divisions? Why can't we broaden the scope so that pair, uh, uh, teams, uh, teams are currently mixed gender? But why can't, uh, you know, why can't pairs be same gender? You know, there, there are many ways of evolving what we do and more people benefit. If more people benefit, then what we're going to do is encourage more people to continue to participate for a longer time. So, Absolutely, absolutely. And it's interesting because uh, there, I think there are fall-off points, and I was talking to Stephen Lambden about this, that there are certain fall-off points from people's practice, from continuity. And we, he and I were talking about the collegiate gap where people yes. stop to go to college. And then the if for, for adults, I think that you're right, that you get to a certain point where uh, certain determinations are made. People perhaps feel that there's not a place for them in, to in tournaments and competition. They feel that perhaps some of the, uh, um, some of the, 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 especially the more dazzling types of uh, acrobatic kicks are things that they're not able and, and capable of right. doing, and therefore there may be no place for them in the, if they have not yet achieved a master status, that there's simply no place for them, and I and I think that you're 100% correct in 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 evolving and in, in being able to be as inclusive as possible, and and everyone bringing to the table uh, their best effort to, in their own their own version of of Taekwondo, which is is about our own self actualization, right? Doing better than we did yesterday, regardless of what that means. And the para example, I think, is the greatest example that you you mentioned. I mean, I think that the notion that it's been opened in the para category is is a wonderful. That is a wonderful and progressive achievement. Right, right. I I and I think we can make parallel achievements. And and you've said it so well. You've really uh, you know uh, in, in crystallized the idea behind our, our thinking. And in addition, we recognize because we're global, people uh, from all over the world have now joined Taekwondo Go for the Gold. And we recognize we may not get one big gathering 
that may not be possible. So we're going to start off in small groups, you know, geographically comfortable, so that we can meet together and train together and plan together for our future in Taekwondo. That's wonderful. So in winding down, I'd like to be able to give folks that are listening, and we'll and we'll link all this up when we um, when we post the the, the podcast. Um, where can folks find out more about uh, about a TKD Go for the Gold, and where can they find out more about you know the upcoming events, how to become involved, what they can do to participate and contribute? What would be the best way for them to become active in you know in in, in and informed? Okay, uh, I appreciate you you put uh, asking for that information. I I'm I apologize ahead of time. Right now we're on Facebook. It's a Facebook group. It's called TKD Go for the Gold. Um, so that's that's the avenue we're using at this time. I'm hoping to become more competent at posting events when our members tell us that they're going to have an event. I'm uh, right now busy posting um, uh, uh, other information that's relevant to what they're asking about doing. And um, when we kind of blueprint how we're running our, I'm calling them action seminars, sure. <laughs> how our action seminars run, then I'll, I'll put the blueprint up there for people who who live elsewhere who who haven't uh, you know set the stage yet to maybe consider using. So that's right a, now it's, a, it's all terrific. that way. Yeah. And we'll link and we'll link that, and that is a great platform. And we will link it, and we'll link it on our our, our website as well. So, so tell me, tell me in um, the final minutes that we have, what's upcoming for you aside from TKED Go for the Gold? Anything exciting or interesting coming up over the next six months in your um, training or, or or career or, or competition? Or are are we fully immersed in the in in this project at the moment? Oh, oh, I keep active, sir. <laughs> I've, I've got to tell you, tomorrow I'm going to a state qualifier. I do not have to because I'm a national team member. But I also uh, think it's relevant to, you know, supporting uh, the states and what they're doing. This will be my second state qualifier. There's a new element that's been added, which is points, but sadly not really relevant for us in the master divisions because it's really for people who, who might be aspiring to get to the Olympics. So USAT is not quite clear on what the points are going to do, but I'm collecting a few. Sure. <laughs> and then I'll be at, at nationals. I am hoping um, and considering, it sort of depends on the budget at this point, uh, going to Korea this summer, um, back home as I like to call it, where I would like to compete at the uh, Kim Un-young Cup and also at uh, Korea Hamadang, which I've done previously. Um, and I think we could have a great gathering of uh, people who belong to this group at that time if they intend to go as well. That's wonderful, and we and we hope you'll keep us appraised of that so that we can disseminate that information and, and use our magazine as a platform for uh, helping you to disseminate that. So Absolutely. We are talking today, have been talking today to Master Erica Lindhorst, who is a uh, certainly an accomplished martial artist, um, who is a role model in in and out of the dojang um, and who has really uh, 
done something that is extremely progressive uh, in in her platform, TKD, Go for the Gold. And uh, Master Lindhorst, I want to thank you for speaking to us today. And uh, I look forward to seeing you on the competition circuit and seminars um, and hopefully at the nationals where I'm hoping to be covering. Well, awesome. And absolutely, thank you so very much for this wonderful uh, chat and great opportunity. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.